Trust is credibility plus reliability plus intimacy divided by self-orientation. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity, and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture. But this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. Hello and welcome to my podcast. I've taken quite a long break and it's great to be back with a new series where I'm going to share with you my take on the work of some other writers whose models I've just found very useful, very inspiring in the work that I do with people. And I wanted to explore with you today something called the trust equation, which comes from the book, The Trusted Advisor by David Meister. The equation has four elements. And I've found it just valuable to, when I'm working with any team who wants to build more trust or for any of us, really, who want to increase our own trustworthiness in the eyes of our colleagues or our clients or our own team or even our boss. Because what the equation does is it tells us that trust has got several different components and we actually can work on each one of those components. And the components are credibility reliability, intimacy, and self-orientation. Today, I want to focus on credibility, which is one of the two more rational elements of the equation, the other one being reliability. So what do I mean when I say credibility? I'm sure if you think about it, you can recall people who you've met in a professional setting, either at work or maybe at home, a professional who helped you with something in your personal life. And you can immediately identify them and go, yeah, that person just knew their stuff. And that really, I think, is what credibility means, that you're talking about somebody who just, without almost effortlessly, it seems, gives you an immediate sense that you can trust what it is they're going to tell you, that what they say makes sense, that they've got a kind of mastery of the subject, they are, if you like, subject matter experts. And when they offer advice, if you take it, it tends to produce the results that you wanted and which they promised it would. So I had a great recent personal experience of this. We were looking in our company to do some rebranding work. We had our logo and our positioning for about 10 years, and we thought it was time to upgrade. So we have, you know, we kind of narrowed it down to three potential providers, and we interviewed all of them, and we asked all of them for a proposal. And the guy we eventually gave the work to was the last one we interviewed. And within five minutes, we all knew. And it wasn't actually his proposal or his slides or, I mean, that was good. But then the others had good proposals as well. It was something about the way he spoke and the way he held the room. Well, it was on Zoom, but he still kind of held that room. He just was quietly confident. He wasn't selling. He was straight about what he could do and what he couldn't do, what he knew, what he didn't know. You know, he gave us a couple of very credible examples. He asked some excellent questions. He seemed relaxed. And 
at every step of the way in the work that he eventually did with us, his demeanor was just the same. He challenged us, but he never made us feel bad or slow or stupid. And he kind of corralled all of us with all of our different opinions to a final logo that we're all really proud of and a a whole kind of corporate identity that sits behind that. So I'm sure if you think in your life, you can picture one or two people like that, either at work or, or outside of work. And let's unpack now what is it that these people have and how can we build that ourselves so that we become more trustworthy. So here are some tips that I I wanted to offer you. First of all, I think just thinking about the concept of credibility is a great start. And it's not actually a word that I had really thought a lot about before I read The Trusted Advisor and came across this equation. And now I think about it a lot. You know, and and I think about the people who matter in my professional life, people who I want to trust me And I wonder whether they would see me as credible in the role that I play with them and for them. And and maybe you can do the same thing. And what would I have to do to be seen as more credible? And then I also, I think sometimes I have to ask myself, do I see myself in that light? You know, do I have confidence? Do I inside of myself think, yes, I am credible here? And what do I do when I don't feel credible? So I had a a client a while back whose team didn't think that he was leading them well. He hadn't built credibility with them. That was at the heart of the issue. And it was in part because they were used to very directive, kind of combative, quite aggressive leaders who sort of stood up for the function across the broader organization and you know, drew all the team together and kind of made clear decisions with them or sometimes on their behalf. It was very kind of dominating. And this new leader has much less ego. He tended to push decisions downwards. He wasn't at all territorial when he was working with his peers and his team saw him as weak. I didn't agree. He didn't agree. But to build his credibility, he had to do a lot more explaining about why he led the way he did. Because what he was really doing was actually changing the culture of that team. And the team was viewing him through the eyes of the past culture that they were used to. And through those eyes, somebody who was not sort of domineering and dominant and overconfident with a big O and so ego and so on, somehow didn't come over as being a credible leader. But over time, he did win them over and he became credible and he built their trust. So over to you now for a moment. What is the expertise that others expect you to be credible in? So I think step one, really, especially if you're not sure you are that much of an expert yet, is to study right, to practice. You do need to build that expertise and you need to recognize, you know, what else you don't know and learn what you need to learn and then learn it. And then, you know, find people who are better than you in that and mentor or try to have them mentor you, you know, follow them, become an apprentice to those people. So I think the first step is to acknowledge that we can all become more credible by 
building our expertise, by building our experience so that we can then, you know, ask the wise questions and so on. So I think the first thing then is when you're in, when you're with others, how do you demonstrate that? And I think, first of all, we need to demonstrate it by making our opinion and our voice heard, right? But not overplaying it. So someone who is boasting all the time and self-promoting and selling themselves, I don't think actually does inspire that much trust through credibility. Much better, I think, that you're just careful, choosing carefully when you intervene. But when you do so, doing it in a way that the room hears you, that you command the room, that you have that sense of, I belong here. So that's point number one. Second point would be, don't put others down in your attempts to appear the expert, because that, I think, causes you to lose a lot of points on some of the other parts of the trust equation. For example, self-orientation. So there are ways to build on others' comments and to acknowledge where they've had a good contribution to help others. So when you help others learn from you, I think that increases your credibility. And the third one, which you might not immediately think about, is actually to admit what you don't know. So saying I don't know is actually the ultimate sign of self-confidence. People who can't say I don't know, who can never show even that level of vulnerability, actually come over as defensive. And defensiveness is not a sign of credibility. So that may seem counterintuitive, but you actually do have to have this deep confidence in what you know to be able to admit what you don't know or to ask a question, say, look, I don't understand. What's, can, you, can you explain that to me again? Now, obviously, if you say you don't understand anything, then you're not going to have credibility. But you know, picking a few things where you genuinely don't makes you more credible. Fourth point, I think, is asking smart questions, not tricky questions, you know, ones that leave someone feeling like you're trying to catch them out, but questions which really show that you are considering perhaps the broader elements of the topic being discussed, so bringing it onto another plane. So four tips there. Become a subject matter expert. Learn. Learn from others. Increase your knowledge. Secondly, build others up in the process of showing your own expertise. Thirdly, admit that you're wrong. And fourthly, ask really good questions. And then think about the people whose trust you do need to build through your credibility. You know, maybe you need a one-on-one strategy for some of them to build that credibility deliberately with each person. And then the other thing that I wanted to explore with you in this session is Consider who are the people in your network whose credibility you don't trust and what can you do there? Because if the relationship really matters, there comes a point where a difficult conversation does need to happen. Because if there's a peer of yours, for example, in your team or someone else in another team who you depend on, you know, sitting long term alongside someone whose confidence you doubt makes it really difficult to then trust them with, you know, important deliverables, which, you know, you're depending on. So what tends to happen is you then start working around them and you know, things just get really complex. So 
I would encourage you to have those difficult conversations, you know, to come up with very specific examples of where you were disappointed by what they offered you. And then maybe, you know, offers of help to be more specific. You know, can can you be more specific in your requests? What could they, what could you give them that would help them deliver better for you? So I think a genuine attempt to reach an agreement with that other person about what you can and can't expect them to deliver from a competence perspective. It's not an easy conversation, but better, I think, than avoiding it completely or working around them or just feeling continually disappointed and let down and ultimately, of course, not trusting because that has all sorts of other problems, of course. So that brings me to the end of this episode on credibility which, as I said before, is the first element of the trust equation, credibility plus reliability plus intimacy plus self-orientation. And credibility isn't something that I'd consciously given a lot of thought of before I started working on the trust equation. So now I'm finding it so useful as one of the planks to build my own trustworthiness and also as a way to understand the root causes of why trust may have broken down within a team or between two individuals. So I'm hoping that now you've heard this episode, you know, the minimum sort of homework you might seek to do would be to be on the lookout for credibility and be on the lookout for the people you trust and you don't trust where it is a factor of their credibility. And then also to work on building your own credibility in the eyes of those who you want to trust you, whose trust you want to gain. And in my next episode, I will focus on the second element of the trust equation, which is reliability. So goodbye for now and join me then. Bye.